0: Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class.
1: And on that note, we cue the music.
2: Welcome back to Biff Radio, coming to you live from the Center Club Podcasting Studio and Gaming Hub, a.k.a. My Attic. And we are here, and I think this is going to be a fantastic episode Not to say that any episode is not fantastic, because that would be a real bummer to be like, you know what, guys, this episode, yeah, you can skip it. Like, that would be a bad way to run business. But I am super excited for our guest. If you are a fan of uh, the Draft Podcast, why do we ever meet? Marty and Sarah love wrestling. If you are a fan of podcasts in general, you've probably heard this... This gentleman's golden voice, this luxurious voice. If you listen to my podcast, you've, you've heard his voice. And he is just a musical phenomenon. He is someone who is just, comes with, like, someone who is universally loved. And I, and I, I say that not just to, to stroke your ego, like, everyone who has interacted with you on any level has nothing but amazing, kind things to say. Please welcome for another mixtape session,
3: Mr. Kevin Aldrich. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's way too kind.
2: Oh, I mean, it, but it's true though <laughs> like everyone like you know every week on all the podcasts that you provide music to, I mean it's like with Marty and Sarah, that's where I kind of first your your name first popped up. I mean if I think Sarah Joysaki is one of the the nicest human beings to ever walk the face of the earth and you 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 got her stamp of approval right away <laughs> and then, you know, with Wes and the Draft Pod guys, and how like eager and friendly you were to like make music for me, for my podcast. Like, you will never know how grateful I am for that and was the amazing music you've you've made for me, and just like, music. Like last night when we were I was on the Draft Podcast, so Raven, so Shitty. Like, I would <laughs> listen to an entire track of that because it's so good.
3: Eddie has been. I uh, kind of ribbon on the square, like, you should just make a whole record of that. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like,
2: that, I mean, um, Sarah's Old School Wrestling Corner, I yeah. sing along to that one, like, so hard. And it just, uh it's, how do you want this to go? <laughs> Which, okay, so, so now I, I will yeah. ask you this. So, last episode, uh, you know, they, they play the song and they like Marty and Sarah kind of suppose about the the, you know, the, the last line of like your father being a cop. So I want to get the exclusive here. Was your father a police officer?
3: Yeah, he really was a cop for 30 years. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. In a small town. So here's the thing about my dad. He um, he looks like a cross between like. Old James Garner and Fat Nolan Ryan. Oh, my God. So kind of like, you know, Jackie Gleason in Smokey and the Bandit. That's what he looked like, but he's a real big guy. My dad is about 6'5". Oh, my God. And about 300-something pounds. That is a cop I wouldn't want to mess with at all. Good <laughs> well, God. He's super. He was a super nice guy. Uh, he was, I always say he was like, what a great guy, what a terrible dad. But he was a small-town cop. But here's the, okay. So small town in Texas. So you just have like all these preconceived notions. My dad was an atheist, liberal, small town cop. That's a that's a sitcom. That's a show I would watch. Be <laughs> I mean, like John Goodman. If John Goodman was a small town cop. Would be perfect. Oh, a thousand percent. Awesome.
2: Good God, I, I, I want that show now.
3: But he, uh, so yeah, they they did ask the question, and I did I didn't want to say, oh, my dad died about nine years ago. So, um, but that's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. But yeah, he really was a cop, and and the the joke was, I think it was, is it was Mike O'Keefe had the cherries and the berries thing in his podcast, and they kind of yeah. co opted that, and and then that's where I got it from, the cherries and the berries. And so that (laughs) is
4: ridiculous.
2: I love it. I love it to death. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm so I'm just, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast and like the topic and you brought the topic, which I love. I love like, you know, like this is, will be the second one of these or the third is the third of the, the mixtape. And I brought the, the, Actually, no. West brought the first, so this is the second time in a row. I like that. I like the guests bringing the, yeah. the topic, and I think that really it frees me up to be more creative. And I think, like, we'll go like You gave me your songs ahead of time, and I think without you knowing, it, I think we have a very strong through line here that we'll get we'll get into as we go through our songs. Oh, cool, cool. But um, so I guess like with that, like, what is our uh, our topic tonight?
3: Our topic is recorded covers so at least my cover. part is recorded you know people do them live and that's fine yeah. if that's the case i could pick 15 afghan wig songs where they do you know anything from madonna to tlc but i've i stuck with things that would actually been recorded so yeah so
2: i i did cheat with one um because i, I can um but but i love mm-hmm. like, a good cover song especially, I mean, like they're a great song. Like I was listening to, um, something and it was, uh, Oh, um, the Dap Kings did, um, Oh God, what song was it? Uh, Superstition. And it was like, uh, Oh yeah. And it's it's great, but like, it's very much the same song. Yeah. When you have uh, an artist take their version of a song and make it theirs, it's, something to behold and i absolutely love that.
3: I you know there are ways to do it in that you can the idea of co- doing covers is at least is like um, as a guy who plays has played a billion shows you know i have i've had to play at these gigs that are really long like 3 hours and when you do that you have to play covers sometimes now the idea is to play covers so people will be happy i play covers to make me happy so I'll end up playing like 15 deep cuts that no one's ever heard, and and I don't really care. I, I'm pretty thick-skinned, but you're yeah. The the thing is with you, well, like what you're saying is, you put your own spin on it. The other thing is to do it exactly right, and that's also its own. You know, there's art and all that. There's that. It's its own feat. I it guess. is. I mean, because like, and I think I mean, as someone
2: who makes art, you know, have putting out uh, anything into the world it's a very vulnerable thing. And then to have someone love it so much that they want to show their love and appreciation for it. um, I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something. It's gotta be an interesting feeling to like, especially like in a couple of these where like, these are some beloved songs and like sometimes like when you hear a band is going to cover a song, you're like, Ooh, I don't, that's a, that's a holy song that like a song you shouldn't touch and, but they do it and it's great and it's fantastic. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I like covers. Like whenever I go to a live show, it's something I look forward to. I always like to know like what that band, like what do they have in the, in the chamber? Yeah. Um, but it's also like, like yeah. whatever, like you hear, get an album and you see that there's a cover on there. It's like, oh, oh, interesting. That'll be an interesting take on that. So I guess let's let's just dive in. So um, as tradition is that the guest goes first. So uh, what is your first song on this covers playlist?
3: My, okay, so my first cover, and I, there's so many, Yeah. so many I could, you know, we we talked about that offline, just the amount. So the first one I've got is, uh, one is The Loneliest Number, an Amy Mann cover of Three Dog Night. And it, this is very on brand for me because it's on the Magnolia soundtrack, which is one of my favorite movies. She's one of my favorite artists. And it's just, it's an awesome cover. It's it just is. Awesome I, I love
2: Amy Mann. And I, I've, yeah. actually, I've actually never seen the movie Magnolia.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a—it's a—it's a quite a piece of work. Um, uh, it's it's yeah. on
2: the long list of movies I need to see, but uh, let's dive into it. So here is uh, When is the Lonely Snimmer by Amy
0: Mann.
5: Okay, Mr. Mix. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. just no good anymore since you went away Now I spend my time just making rhymes of yesterday Because one is the loneliest number that you'll ever tell One is the
0: loneliest
3: number. I really dig that I dig that a lot It's so cool And, uh, that is produced by the great John Bryan Oh, wow Who, who will, uh, that will pop both Andy and James Because he's, uh, known for doing all kinds of stuff Including, like, a couple Kanye records So, yeah, he's the man He did the last, uh, oh, shit, who was the guy? The guy that just passed away That we were just talking about Anyway, yeah, um Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind.
2: Anyway, yeah, he's he's awesome. He awesome. is awesome. That no, and that is I mean, I love yeah, Amy Man is great. And it's funny enough, my first song is an Amy Man cover. Ah, cool. Also from a movie. It's one of it's a movie that I love. It's 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 this movie I think is taken with a, a love hate relationship, but the soundtrack I think is amazing. Uh the movie is I Am Sam. Yeah and it is Amy Mann's cover of Two of Us.
3: Yeah, that's a great cover. I know I know the one you're talking yeah.
2: Yeah, and it, I just like it's like awesome. I, it was so like when I first heard that they were going to do an entire soundtrack of Beatles covers. That's an ambitious thing. That's a, a very ambitious, but you look at the, at the lineup of that entire album and it's just so good. And there's not really a bad version of a song on that. But I just, I love this song, and this is a song that my, my wife and I we have a playlist of of songs we like to sing in the car when we're together, and this is on there, and so oh cool I I love this song to death, and uh, so here is from I Am Sam soundtrack, Two of Us" by Miss Amy Mann. <laughs>
0: Spending someone's hard pay. You and me, Sunday driving, not arriving. I'm
2: love her voice
3: man i was just thinking she's such a perfect singer you know yeah um so that uh to back back to my first song john bryan did the last mac miller record oh so okay awesome and uh so yeah there, there's that but this uh the other piece of this is uh the guy on this song you know that's michael penn her husband mm-hmm. brother of sean and chris penn
2: yeah, so. which is, I mean, like, and it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's th- that family. Good God. Like, when, like, when you have <laughs> families like that, they're like, everyone's super talented. You're a little mad at them. Like, fuck off. Like, save some of the rest of us.
3: What if, like, Joe Penn is an accountant, but he's, like, the best fucking accountant in the world? Yeah, but no, like, one he's gives like, a
2: shit. <laughs> he is, like, the gold standard of accountants. And, like, Champagne, like, oh, God. But, like, that song is just. Uh, their harmonies together are so oh. good. And it's just. I love I mean, the original is great, but again, like I think it honors the spirit of the original, but it has its own bend to it, which I always appreciate
3: yes, i they it's a, it's the a classic thing that you say that they made it their own, but it still has that it's the spirit of yeah. the song. Agreed. we could probably do a whole show on her, oh because oh, yeah, she's just like I talk about influences and and things that people ask me, and it really it's like. When it's like it's similar to that episode of Friends when they ask Rachel what her favorite movie is and she says it's Dangerous Liaisons but it's really Mike you know it's really like um, Weekend at Bernie's. I would say you know it's like me saying my favorite movie is Shawshank but it's really Weird Science, and i saying Neil Young's my favorite but Amy Mann's probably my favorite. Oh no, she's I, just like everything that I love about music.
2: So, she's so good and she like her every album with her is is different, but also very familiar. And it's just, whenever I see a new Amy, Man, Amy Mann project, I'm excited. And it's just, it's not that she's, I mean, I definitely think she's underrated, but people that are, I think, fans of music, I, I think people that are true fans, they know her and they appreciate her work. It's just like the different layers of it. And it's just, uh, I can listen to Amy Mann all, especially like, to me, Amy Mann's great, on a, on a fall day on a nice fall day with a, yeah. a nice cup of like cocoa or hot cider. Like that's Amy Manweather, but also like that song reminds me of just having the windows down and singing with my wife, you know, on a nice summer day.
3: I do recommend this. Um, first of all, the song, little bombs. I don't know if you know that song. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. The lyrics to that are, fucking bananas yes so good so great but that's a actually a really good song to just take a walk to okay that and, and video both are just great bookends of uh, I, anyway it's uh, we're, you know we're getting into a whole second episode maybe. but no but, but for, for, for it, sure it's just incredible like her lyrics are fucking ridiculous
2: so if you are There's not a-, a fan of Amy Mann, uh, come back to the next time when Kevin's on when we'll do the Amy Mann. I'm serious, like that would be like <laughs> I, I like doing the idea, like the idea of you know artist focused episodes, and she is beyond d- a doubt worthy of a, a specific episode. So, so our let's go to your next pick, which I'm very excited about.
3: Okay, yeah. So the next one I have is a Radiohead song called Black Star. It's uh, sorry, Wes. He hates Radiohead. Yes, he does. But <laughs> uh, shouldn't, but you know, hey, we don't. We it's all it's there to be liked or not. You we know, we all have I mean? flaws, but covered by the great Gillian Welch and David Rawlings. But it's under her under her name. So uh, this is actually a a live recording that they released, and I believe it was. I'm not sure if this version is in Austin at South by Southwest or not. May have been one of their. They stand in front of one microphone and just kick ass versions. But yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> ridiculous. So good. Yes.
2: Uh, and I mean Gillian Welsh is one of my favorites. Being a bluegrass fan, like she's just oh, like love her to yeah. death. Love this song. It is on a number of playlists. So here is Gillian Welsh, Black Star.
3: incredible yeah and and david is in that argument of like that's the best guitar player i've ever seen you know he's Uh, really good he's (laughs) really good yeah and so you're as you're i loved your bluegrass show by the way and uh i have a i very much have a soft spot for that as well in some ways but i made it made me think i've got to send you like a version of a song that i wrote with an old friend of mine, who, uh, an old bandmate of mine, who's done a bunch of really cool stuff since then. Since doing that, that we kind of had a bluegrass sort of version of a of a thing that I released later. But I'll send that over to you. But yes. Yeah. Please. Anyway, as an aside.
2: Oh no, I I um I have a buddy of mine who was actually he was at my, in my wedding. He's been in a million bands, and he he's he's turned me on to. I don't know if you're familiar with a band, uh, blue uh, green sky bluegrass. No, no. Okay, so they were. They, I, I played one of their tracks, um, but they kind of they started in West Michigan and they've been around. He's been in a million bands, and uh, he, like, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for new bluegrass stuff," and he sent me a a playlist and let me. It is the most ridiculous thing. Uh, where is it? Did Did you play that band on your on did, your other yep. show at yep. one point? Um. yeah Blue, Green Sky. Yep, I played it on the bluegrass.
3: Okay. Um. I was thinking that you. And I remember you talking about bluegrass on other shows, and like, yeah. And I remember hearing a few bands. Like, I've never heard of those guys. They're so really good. So I, I, can share this with you. My buddy
2: Dan, he built a playlist of for of bluegrass that is 325 <laughs> hours long. Wow. I, I was like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's gonna be kind of long. I'm thinking like, you know, two, three hours. I look at it like, motherfucker, this is weeks long. This is weeks of music. Wow. He is just, (laughs) but I I love him to death. He's lived out in California for a number of years. Uh, He's finally, he's moving back. Um, He grew up, he was born in Detroit, went to Western Michigan where I met him uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, moved to Northern California is coming back to uh, Michigan. And I'm super pumped because like, he just is my musical guru when it comes to bluegrass. And also he's just your go to, yeah. Yeah. Anything bluegrass like like um he just we, like lately like him and I have just been like been sending bands back and forth and it's super super fun um so my next pick is actually also a live recording and it's someone who it's 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 very new very recent recording it's someone who I've really loved that I think her career is taking a very interesting turn uh, it is Miley Cyrus and it is her cover. Of Heart of Glass by Blondie. Oh,
3: I'd have never heard this. Is this new? New? This is new. So this is like
2: this was recorded this year at the um, iHeart Music Festival.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, So so pre-COVID, I guess.
2: Um, I I even maybe maybe not (laughs) during COVID, (laughs) mid-COVID, mid. mid But like it's just like I like I. She she put out a record a couple years ago, Malibu, and I I, I've always liked your voice, like I. Uh, it's her voice was cemented in my mind is a really good voice that she, so Jimmy Fallon, she did a acapella version of um, and we won't stop like with, with uh, it was her Jimmy Fallon and the roots.
3: Okay. Yeah. And, then they do the the thing. Yeah. And together, it was just, yeah.
2: she's got an amazing voice. It is, she, you know, had a lot of extra things that weren't appealing to me at the time. Um, But I think now she's really kind of found her voice and her vision of of things. And it's just, I think she's great. And she wants to go the the, the rock route, like a a Pat Benatar. If she wants to become this generation's Pat Benatar, uh, or, you know, know, do that. Yeah. I'm down with it. So um, here is Miley Cyrus, heart of
0: glass. All right.
3: That's great. Yeah. Like, and obviously killer band, right? Oh, I mean, for sure.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, but I just like, I look at that, like I listen to her and it like, if she wants to be that rock goddess that I think we're missing, uh, that would be, oh, I was, I, I heard that when, when I first heard, like I heard, I saw on Twitter, like Miley Cyrus covers heart of glass. I'm like, okay. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but then I listened to him like, oh, okay, yeah, like I, I could like again like you know, do some Joan Jet, do some Pat Benatar, like and like like Blazer on trail with that. So I think I read somewhere that she's right, like she's making a rock rockish album. I I I mean, great cover. I wanted her hear her stuff
3: in that vein. Yeah, she needs to work with ba- like she needs to get not Linda Perry, all respect to Linda Perry for the pink stuff and all that, but she needs to have like her own people. She needs to work with, I mean, I don't know. I, I have my own ideas about that, but she needs to play with, with people, right? Write songs with people that aren't going to be in that, that, the pop music factory. Agreed. Agreed. Like, but I that's think... going to happen. You know, that's just the deal. It's the factory. I mean, like it's, it might be kind of a, a, a cliche hack named to drop, but like Rick Rubin. Uh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Have you heard? Okay. Have you listened to any broken record? The podcast broken record? I, I have heard of it. I think I've heard a little bit of it, but not, I'm not super familiar. It's incredible. Okay. Um, it's uh it's uh, Malcolm Gladwell and another guy. They were going to start a podcast. Here's this, I'm just giving you a quick notes on okay. it. Awesome. And uh, and then they found out Rick Rubin was going to do a podcast, and they said, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, we were going to start a basketball team, and then LeBron James decided he wanted to start a basketball team. So what do you do? You fucking join his team. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the deal. And but Shit. the last couple episodes have been stuff with the heartbreakers because of Tom. Okay. Tom, because the Wildflowers releasing. The last episode in particular was Mike Campbell. It's just unbelievable. Mike's very soft-spoken. Rick is very soft-spoken. They get along great. But a couple of the episodes are interviews with Rick, and they like wow. they run. They interview DMC. They interview. Um, oh shit! Who else is? I mean, there's tons of people on this thing. Uh, they did one with Sturgill Simpson that I haven't listened to yet. Uh, it, it's it's like two years two years of podcasts, but it's Rick, and Rick talks about, you know. What it's like to be Rick Rubin, you know his whole story. It's great, but you'll love it. You'll I love will it. definitely
2: listen to that, and i I love his stuff. Like everyone he touches, is so different. And but recently he's been working with the Avet Brothers, and yeah. I really liked the stuff that they've they, they he, they've done with him. And like, I what I love is uh, I think it was the uh, the Carpenter was the album the, the 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 first album they worked with him, and it had stuff that was different than their their previous stuff. But also married that other thing, and like some of their the, their best bluegrassy songs, like "Live and dies are, is is like you that that's right fits right into their back catalog. Yeah, and but oh, so yeah, like her and Rick Rubin would be just awesome. But there are so many other good producers and songwriters out there that I mean, again, like no disrespect to Linda Perry, I think Linda Perry does have you know her, her place in the industry in in history, but like.
1: Oh, I think, absolutely, I think yeah, it's too yeah. obvious.
2: I think it's a too obvious of a pairing. It's on the nose, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It, like you want her to like, kind of branch out, and I think that would be phenomenal. So I'm, yeah. It's it, that's on it's on Spotify, and like again, like I am super interested in what she does, and uh, I'm I'm just a Miley Cyrus fan. I'm unabashed with my fandom of Miley Cyrus.
3: I uh, I will say that I like to. This is one of my this is my my best humble brag. I have been to the studio that Rick had as a, ha- as a house, actually, that Blood Sugar Sex Magic was made, and I don't really care about the peppers, but- Oh, my God. Ca- I think uh, Jay-Z recorded there, Cash recorded there. friend of mine made a record there. Oh, and, uh, and I went to visit him in LA, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, we're in Laurel Canyon. You can't miss it. There's a hippie bus on the hill. Get there, and it's like, what is this thing that I'm at? And I went to high school with this guy. He's a drummer, great drummer. He play. He was playing on a record for a band called Hours, and they have got a couple really great records, but no one really knows who they are. Uh, anyway, um, but he's like, oh well, Rick let us use his house. And I thought Rick was some guy we grew up with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh Rick. Like, is he like your grade or at mine? And he's like, no, it's Rick Rubin. Like, oh. is this a blood sugar sex magic house? Because I was in the, like the main room where they. Where they, you know, the where they shot the uh, yep. the the like the documentary on it. Yep. And he's like, and he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, Is this fucking place ha- haunted? And he said, oh yeah, yeah. Don't go upstairs. Oh, <laughs> oh my. So God. So apparently the owner died, like drowned in a pool. The original owner, and then after he owned it, Bugsy Siegel owned it, and after Bugsy owned it, Harry Houdini owned it. Jesus, it's it's wild ass.
2: I would hate to be the realtor on that one. Like love slash hate, because that's a <laughs> yeah. very niche market. You are you are threading a needle that's very narrow on that one.
3: I mean, imagine it is in Laurel Canyon, so it's like, I mean, you know, you're gonna sell that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, for
2: sure. Yeah. I know. I mean, like if I could. So, like I, again, like getting, like we'll go back to the, the regular show program in a moment. When thinking about this, I almost like when kind of before I started formulating in my mind, and this might be controversial. Oh, what are we? What
3: are we drinking, by the way? Uh, it's a Deloche Cab. Okay. Nice. Got my my good glasses. Nice. It's nice. a classy show for classy drink. I don't I know mean, it's not that classy. I don't think it was expensive wine. It was just good wine. I am
2: drinking a uh, Coors. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, you know what? I when I when I when we we started this thing, I was having the exact same beer. <laughs> so then I then I poured this.
2: Fantastic. Um. So no, my in my mind, the greatest cover of all time is "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. Okay. Yeah. I think I, that was on my list for sure. That's like to me. It, it, it oh it's almost not a cover because he, like, he takes that song. And I think Trent has even acknowledged, like, that's a Johnny Cash song now. Like, I, I I think I read it somewhere where he's like, yeah, that's a Johnny Cash song now. Like, that, I absolutely, like, that song is the most heartbreakingly beautiful thing I've ever seen. The video, I think, if, if I was a film major, like, that, if I was a teacher, I would, like, I would teach that video. And it's just, like, I... Every time I hear that song, I love Johnny Cash. I, yeah. I, lived, I lived in Memphis for six months. The, my first day, I went down to Sun Studios. Hell yeah. First day, I'm like, I have to see it. I have to see where Johnny Cash started. And I even have a, um, a story about Johnny Cash. My uncle, who I talked about on the Bluegrass episode, who played with Bill Monroe, was at the White House. He met Johnny, He met Jimmy Carter. He was at a dinner and he was sat at a table with Johnny and June Carter Cash.
4: Oh, wow.
2: And apparently Uh, two things, Johnny Cash, (laughs) horrendous table manners, like the worst, just atrocious. But also he was picking on my uncle, like just like ribbing him and making jokes and all this stuff. And it's kind of picking at him. And apparently June Carter's like, oh, leave the boy alone. Leave the boy alone, Johnny. (laughs) Awesome. But it's just like I so I guess like, you know, I know we're, we're, we're making this list, but in your mind, if you had to pick like
3: your the best slash your favorite cover of all time. Um, number one, I've got two things I need to send you. Number one is uh, there's a great interview CD thing that came out. It was like a promotional deal. And I'll, okay. I've got it ripped somewhere, but it's an interview with Johnny Cash before he, like, I think right before June died. Okay. And it's done by Gary Loris of the Jayhawks, who's one of Ooh. my heroes. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's like Johnny talks about how his days good. You know, what's your day like? Oh, this is what I do. It's, it's awesome. The other thing is that podcast I was telling you about Rick Rubin talks about Hurt. And he says he played it for Trent and Trent didn't get it. And then Trent saw the video and was like, holy shit. I fucking get this now. Oh, that's yeah. So when you say that, it's like, oh, yeah, the video.
4: Yeah. The
2: video is just I just I I, I remember the day he died. I was living in California and they played that. And that song already made me cry. And I just remember pulling off on the side of the highway in northern California, just bawling my eyes out because I just I, I loved him so much. But like I knew how much he missed June. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how, like, that was so devastating for him. And, oh, man, that's, I cannot wait to listen to that. Because I, all thing I mean, like, there will be a Johnny Cash episode. And, again, you're more than welcome to come back for that one, too. because And that's, like, like kind of like what I'm doing with the Bury Naked Ladies. The Johnny Cash, like, that's going to have to be a series. Because there oh, are, yeah. the, like, different eras of Johnny that had to be respected and
3: cataloged. Yeah, you you'll definitely need to listen to that Reuben thing because he talks about. There's a lot of stuff on Cash. It's, it's it's very, it's just it's beautiful stuff. The other thing is when I hear Hurt, I also think Eddie Guerrero every t- fucking time. Oh God, yes, Eddie. You know, greatest to me, greatest of all time. Thank you, um, thank you, Scrump, for backing me on that. We back each other on the greatness of Eddie. Always. It is
2: hard to it, it is hard to argue against that. And like when he died, like that was, I, I was in college when he died. And I remember having to text my best friend, and like Eddie died. And we both were crying. And like I remember watching that episode of Raw and just crying. And yeah, it was brutal, man. That was, I mean, like, and obviously things turned up. But like I do remember, like, you know, Benoit and just like someone who was that vicious killer. And like he, his heart was broken. And I think. You could you make the argument that that was the beginning of the end for him, yeah. Losing Eddie, and it's just—I mean, God, Eddie Guerrero,
3: my God, it's awful, man. Yeah, it's the whole thing is is crazy. But um, your your question of greatest—I don't know about greatest cover, um, but the the. The cover of all covers is Whitney covering Dolly. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah,
4: like,
3: yeah. I mean, I I didn't put it on my list, but, but it's that's like yeah. the one. I, so talk about yeah, a,
2: taking a song,
3: and yeah. just oh. The uh, the other thing is every oh, well I don't I don't want to get in and that's not on your list was it? I don't even know no they, it's not I, no no okay, um so that one what's interesting about that. Well, not necessarily about that, but I don't know. It's pretty well known now because Dolly um, had said something about this recently. She wrote that song, "Angeline," in the same fucking day. The day. Oh my. The same day she wrote that song, those songs. So she she's worth like half a billion. That's her
2: net worth. Well, and like we also have to thank her for the coronavirus vaccine. Absolutely. Yes. Like, which is, should be called Dolly or like after her because. I think we should call it Shot of Ambition.
3: Yes. Holy shit. That's, yes. That's my wife and I have have agreed that, it, that we're getting that one and that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> A thousand percent. I love that. <laughs> or like we call it the nine to five. Maybe we call it the nine
2: to five. Oh god. <laughs> I, I love Dolly. Again, you'll be back for the Dolly Parton episode. Yeah, so, she's oh god,
3: she's the best. So let's bring our uh, way
2: back here. So, what is your uh, your third song?
3: Okay, so my third one is a song nobody's heard. Like, I mean, I don't. This is an artist that um, I I kind of picked it specifically for you because you like you like the Canadian. I do. I do. I like the Canadian. So uh, it's a song called "Somewhere Else" by Jim Bryson, and I. Uh, Jim has is like the side man in Canada. He's played with, I believe, he played with Bare Naked Ladies on some side man stuff. I know his band, The Weaker Than's, opened up for them on tours. Nice, and um, he's also played with like Tragically Hip. He was one of their auxiliary guy. I mean, the hip is, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just awesome. Anyway, um, so he does a lot of production out in out in Ontario. And uh, the cover is Kathleen Edwards, who is the more known but not known artist. And a song's called Somewhere Else. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, She Kathleen is one of these people that if they're like, people are inclined to like sort of the insurgent alt country folk, Americana, whatever thing. I say, go listen to Kathleen Edwards. She's kind of like the best at
2: it. Okay. So well, I'm as, I am I'm definitely not familiar with the song, but I'm I love that. I love that it happened. So, here we go. Here is somewhere else by uh
1: Strip malls and bus stops And people I never Really talked to She said life Could be sweet but Life is so cruel cause it
2: that oh the horns the horns got a maverick's
3: vibe right yes (laughs) the horns pop me big oh my god that's that's great well his version doesn't have that it's more it's almost i I, when i heard i'm like oh it's kind of got an uncle tupelo kind of or 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 uh sunvolt vibe you know it's got this little nasty it's great um but I, i was texting the boys about this the Draft Pod Boys, about you know, we we're talking about lyrics and uh, the idea that people that say, I really like lyrics, it's usually the person you want to run from at the bar because they'll just fucking tell you lyrics all day. Like, oh, I don't need, there's no context, whatever. But when I, but when I think about this song, you know, the first part of that is like, Um, life can be cruel, but life can be sweet if you, you know, if you let it be. And then, and the, the, uh, or if you want it to be. And then the other, is like, life is, life can be sweet. Life is so cruel because I let it be. And it's just the way, the way she does it is exactly how Jim does it on the original. And it just, it's like a knife in my gut every time I hear that. And that only means something to me. May, somebody else might not like a leather line, you know, I don't know, but I, I absolutely just can't get, it just kills me every time on that one.
2: That's such Oh, uh, uh, that's really good. And I just, I love her voice. It's rotation on that. Like, that's just, Oh man, I, that is, that is an instant. Like I will be listening to that album and back catalog incomplete. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. I, that record back to me is great. Uh Back to me and asking for flowers are the song. In the song asking for flowers is the biggest kick in the balls. Like it, it it's like just it, it, that is an ultimate fuck you song. I, Break up! I, I cannot wait. I
2: that is going to be, that'll be a, that'll be definitely. I'll definitely be telling you, be sending you my, my review on that. That's awesome. <laughs> I. Whew. I love. It. I, yes. I love that. I absolutely that. That is one of the things I love about this. Uh, I love this idea of having people on. Is like you know with with Wes a couple of days ago with, with you. Like it's great. Like when I, I know the artist, I know the song, I get excited. But I get so much more excited new music. Like oh man, that's a new avenue. That is someone I'm going to check out all of her stuff.
3: And ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That it, I I one of the reasons one of the things I. I thought about when picking this is like ah but what been been like this mental probably maybe he might like this, it's it's kind of the beauty of like what flow and tell is yes uh, agreed those guys, I mean they're just the, the, it's like the love of what they do you know they're like I love this song I'm gonna play it and I'm in ninety nine percent of the time I'm like I'm fucking full on board this is it I love I yeah it's and they they've introduced me to so much stuff
4: yeah
2: well that, that's I mean I love that that podcast is so great. And again, like I absolutely love like when I'm like, yeah, I love this song, but like, give me like, I've never heard of this band. I've never heard of this artist. I've never heard this track. And oh, that it's, that's, I will never get tired. Hopefully I'll never get tired of discovering new music. And I think it gets harder as you get older. Like I definitely like, I look back at my like most played songs of X year. And the last couple of years, a lot of the same songs are on each year but I'm trying my best to work my way into like, I've got to listen to new stuff. Cause I don't want to be like that guy's like good music stopped in 1995 or 2003. I'm like, no, like there is good music (laughs) that comes out every single day, every single year. There is new music that needs to be listened to.
3: There's a good chance you're one of your favorite bands is you've
2: never heard. Yeah. I mean like, um, I got this year, I got turned on to old bear mountain. I absolutely love them. And I, 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 that's one of the reasons I love Spotify. Is that like the you know that uh, suggested artists or like similar artists? Yeah I, if yeah. I when I find a new band, I will listen to that and then I'll go into there. Okay, if they, cause sometimes, it is way off and you're like, who curated this? What <laughs> psychopath decided that was? But like sometimes, to, uh, to uh, homage one of our favorite podcasts, French Kiss.
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, which um, adjacent Marty's uh, make us a mixtapes uh, show this podcast with uh, Paul Farbar. They had a band called the Cordovas. Joe Firstman. Holy shit! That's like awesome. Yeah. So anyway, just, yeah, yeah. He, he said that to me. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Joe,
2: if you like Joe Firstman, I actually. Um, I play a Joe Firstman song from his first EP on the al- on the, the episode with Wes. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Called, it's called Wives Tales. I love Joe Firstman. And Joe Firstman being part of the Cordovas, like, they're fantastic. Um, but, yeah, Joe Firstman, his first two albums, especially his EP uh, Wives Tales, absolutely fantastic.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check that out.
2: Um, so my next song here is we both have – Covers of this gentleman because I think he is the greatest American songwriter of all time, which is a pretty bold statement. But I think I think it's I'm I'm going to stand by it. Like Dylan and him, I think kind of fight it out. But the song is a Bruce Springsteen song. It's one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. I already played would have been my favorite cover when I played Rachel Moody or uh, Ruth Moody's Dancing in the Dark. Mm-hmm. I love that. But so this is. A cover of "I'm on Fire" uh, by the Delorean Sisters. All right? And is a bluegrass song, which is not should be not a surprise to anyone, but uh, <laughs> here's "I'm on Fire. Uh.
5: Take you high.
1: Oh, I'm on fire.
5: Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy, and dull, and cut a six inch valley to the middle of. Sheet
3: soaking wet in a train Running through the middle of my head Only you cool my desire Oh, I'm <laughs> You saw me, right? I'm just freaking yeah. out over here. <laughs> it lends itself so perfectly to do, do it as a bluegrass song, too. Yeah.
2: It's such wow. a good song. I, it, and I just... Oh, God, the, he has got his, uh, it's a new like, concert slash documentary that's on one of the streaming services that I plan on watching this weekend. I I love Springsteen. Like, Springsteen to me, I got lucky enough in 2002 to see him play in, when I was in San Jose. Okay. And I, I mean, I, I loved his music before that, but man, I just... And there are so many great covers. Like there was a, a YouTube series a while back. It, it was, um, I think it was a easy era, Singing on East Street, and a bunch of artists. And uh, Tegan and Sarah did Dancing in the Dark. Um, Avett Brothers did Glory Days. And um, man, like there's just so many songs of his that have been covered, but covered well. And I just, again, like I like that song... There's a million different covers of it, but that one is, is one of my favorites.
3: It's been covered a bunch. and uh, uh, Pete Yorn does a good cover of it too. Um, oh, no, no. You know what? No, it's not. A, he does Dance in the Darkness really well. Does that really well. But yeah, uh, the the Springsteen catalog is easy to cover only because the songs are great. You yes. know, that it's uh, now for me, I'm more of a petty guy. I always have have been that, but it's also like what well, you're fucking splitting hairs. Right. Oh, I mean, I like
2: one of my. <laughs> you like, know, I love like Tom Petty. I love Tom Petty. Like on my serious XM, like East street and Petty are like, yeah. like right next to each other. And I go back and forth. I never got to see Tom Petty live, which breaks my fucking heart. Like that was a celebrity death that really hit me. Um, and actually, I wrote a, um, when I worked, I wrote for the newplex, on uh, my old, um, friends of mine from uh, England. Yeah. I like when he died, like his music was so influential on so many levels. And yeah, I, I, I God, you give me you, you, like in a perfect world, I, I would, you, I would have a, like a eight hour concert with, you know, Petty and Springsteen. They could go back and forth and good God. The song
3: swap. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh, the, with the full bands. That'd be, Oh my God. Talk about that's a bone zone all day, man. Hells. Yes. I mean Petty, you know, like that. When he died, I was, I had heard that he was sick or or in the hospital, and they didn't think he was going to make it. So, what I decided to do is go to this record store on my way home from work, called Docs, and like I'm going to run into Docs and buy all the Petty stuff I can because if this dude dies, I don't want to get gouged. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm walking in, or I walk in and I pick out my records. And they just happened to get in some stuff, like they bought a they, they happen to get in a copy of She's the One on vinyl, which is kind of you know not easy to find, but not hard to find. I just hadn't seen it, so I grabbed it, and I got a really early copy of his debut. And um, like uh, like on the uh, the rec, what was that? I can't remember the name of the early label. Anyway, it was that copy, and I'm buying it, and as as I give the guy my credit card. I get a notification on my phone that he died. Oh my God. And I God. just said, by the way, Tom Petty just died. And then the guy's like, huh, man, that sucks. Like, "My fuck you. <laughs> I was so mad. You work
2: at a record store. You should be fucking devastated that one of the greatest treasures we've ever had is gone.
3: Yeah. It, you know, and the, and it's kind of old, a little bit old news, but um, I ended up winning a copy of a press, a test pressing of wildflowers, like about oh three months ago.
2: God, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing.
3: There's only five in the whole world. Oh. So I haven't listened to it yet. I've, <sighs> I'm waiting for a, a day and I'm going to do a whole, like, we're going to do a party when people can go, actually, when, when people can come to my bar and pay for it. Yes. And we can do a big, nice listening party with a group of people and I can make my money back. So, so now,
2: Speaking of your bar, even though we'll do plugs at the end here, uh, I think it's a nice natural segue into why don't you talk about about your bar a little bit and kind of get, tell some people some information about that.
3: As I'm wearing the hat of said establishment, well, honestly, I don't have a lot to say. We're, we you know we've done some. Uh, we're doing these very limited uh, shows where you, you know tickets are. I think we're doing ten or twenty percent capacity, so it's not a lot but the bands are still coming into play in the... Well, they're now coming into play in the building. We had we have an off-site. Uh, a lot of the guys that own the bar, we have an off-site place. It's a big warehouse. And we were doing these shows um, where solo people would come in and play, and we would do like a split, you know, of the money. Artist gets half, bar gets half, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but now we're doing... Shows at the bar, limited, but Texas is uh, not good, man. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. our our governor's a dumbass, Yield and up. he he won't. You know, I know you guys have kind of a similar thing, but mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not not awesome. Dewine and Abbott are not the best. I
3: mean, yeah, Abbott is the fucking worst. Yeah, uh, he he's. Uh, yeah, he's more worried about, you know, owning the libs and shit like that.
2: Like him and DeSantis could go neck and neck for the worst, and like it, that would be a a match that no one would want to see. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, but honestly, like Abbott's not even as bad as his lieutenant governor. Really? Okay. Dan Patrick. He's the oh worst. yeah 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 that guy's a dick. I mean, Dan Patrick is the Ted Cruz of Lieutenant Governors. And you also have fucking Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Like, good God. Like The whew. dope. He's just a dope. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let everybody know, Rudy Giuliani's DMs are still open. So just enjoy that with Twitter. I've been sending him stuff.
2: I've sent him many a many a, a message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rudy. Like every now and then, like, I'll just like I'll need a a minute or two, like a a, sh- a quick shot shot of serotonin. Sunshine, Rudy Giuliani. It's just
0: ah,
3: French kiss. It, feel, <laughs> it feels so good,
2: yeah. I would love uh, to get like like there. Like, I would love to get a copy of the DMs he re- received because I'm sure a lot of it's just vile and unoriginal. And but like I'm sure there's just some gold. How much wall? That'd be great wallpaper for
3: my kill room here, huh? Oh,
2: a hundred percent. Yeah, like. Or just jewel, you know, or brilliant, like like a picture of him melting with that
3: brown shit on his head. Oh god! Yeah, it, it's uh, I, I have no sympathy, no simpy, no simpy. no simpy. <laughs>
4: all
2: right, so Where are we going next?
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we no, got, no. We got off, didn't we? That's all right. That's what we do here. We, we like we're tangents are uh, a beautiful thing. This show is is a, a beautiful part of my life, and I love it. Um, yeah. I'm going okay so you got you did Springsteen I'll go Springsteen next okay and and I'm doing this is, I don't know how obvious this is but uh, there is a cover of the Ghost of Tom Joad by Rage Against the Machine That's the first time I heard it I thought man I never heard this rage song before and it turns out yeah it's not theirs it's a great it's a great cover
2: though it's a great yeah, cover really I do is. I do love Go off topic for a second. All of the conservatives that are using "Rage Against the Machine" to own the libs. I'm like, listen to the fucking lyrics, you idiot.
3: It started with dumbass Paul Ryan. Yep. You know, and then you know, you know. uh, Tom is like the biggest Springsteen fan. Do you know this about him? I don't. I actually did know that. Yeah, he's like, he yeah, he and I think he did some fill ins for a while.
4: Yeah, he's like the biggest
3: fan.
2: It's crazy. I did not know that. But uh, here we go. Here is the Ghost of Dom Jode, Rage Against the Machine.
0: Shelter line stretching around the corner, corner. Welcome to the new-
2: Oh, that is so good. Oh, man. We need Rage back in our lives.
3: Yeah, they don't
2: don't get along. (laughs) No, they really don't. Tom and Zach are not best friends. Their Christmas card lists are not syncing up.
6: No, no, no. Which is a
2: bummer. It's a real bummer. I was so happy when he popped up on uh, Run the Jewels 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of, of Zach, but yeah, they're they're not they're not uh, speaking terms really, which is a ball bum, bummer.
3: Run the Jewels is on that podcast. I was telling you about. Ooh, I love Run the Jewels. Broken record, yeah. Uh, I don't me, mean to plug another network, but shit. Oh it's no, really I, mean, good. I,
2: I I I am I'm definitely gonna I, I'm always looking for because again the Jabroni U podcast network has so many great podcasts, but I listen to so many that I'm I'm always. Like, I listen to so many podcasts between my my drive to work and my my walks slash runs
3: that I'm always needing more. So I am yeah yeah always on board for finding more. I rep all those guys. The the Jabroni you guys are the best. I mean, I I had James came to do a conference in like Fort Worth, and we hung out. You know, like he came to. It's like he came to visit me, even though he didn't come to visit me. He did come to visit me because we got to hang out for a while. It was awesome, you know. Those guys are the best. Those, those guys
2: are all the best. Like I, I told them yesterday on the podcast. Like every single one of those guys reached out after my dad died and were just genuinely very sweet, and that just it's. I'm still young in my podcasting career, but and I the, when I started, I, you know, the boys with the Newplex, I love those guys. We'll shut those guys out after the day I die. But this podcasting network is just the the freedom that they give and the passion they have for podcasting. I absolutely love, mm-hmm. you know, up and down the line, and like it's just like I I genuinely love every single podcast. The new podcast that this added locals is so awesome. Uh, highly recommend that. So now I, I uh, Jabroni, you dot com listen to all those podcasts also go to j- com and buy merch and if you want a, a shirt with my my face on it i don't have that, that shirt can- yet but you should everyone you should own my face on a shirt that can happen yes no do that christmas <laughs> slash hanukkah kwanzaa festivus is coming up and there's no better way to celebrate 2020 than my face um <laughs> my next song. And so we'll do these next two songs here. Um, so this song is just has a lot of meaning to me as uh, one. I love this band, but also I love this song. And, and it came together in a song that my mom and I bonded over. Uh, so the, the former Dixie Chicks slash chicks, uh, their cover of Landslide is a song yeah. that my mom and I we love and my it, it makes my mom cry. I think it's a song that, you know, being a mother and you know, seeing your children get older and living through that. And she was a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, loves Stevie Nicks, but this song is just so good. And I think again, they they like we talked about, they capture the essence, but they make it their own. And so I could listen to the song on loop. I have. So here are the chicks with landslide. <laughs>
3: Keep playing that all night. Yeah,
2: and I am so happy that they're back. I really like their their latest album. Um, I will n- forever be angry on how they were done so dirty, and we have mm-hmm. lost years with them. But I'm so happy they're back, and uh, I, lo- I I love the chicks. They're they're absolutely like they're and they're, they. I recently rewatched their documentary of Shut Up and Sing. Yeah, and it's such. I mean. It's so infuriating the things that were said about someone like Obama that the the like they just said they weren't proud of being from Texas. They didn't call him all the insanely horrible racist things that were said about Obama that people like Kid Rock and fucking Charlie Daniels. Yeah. But yeah, but that's trash. Yeah. I, I could listen to the chicks all the time.
3: And well, a friend of mine, uh, my my buddy Adam worked on that album. He's Ooh, nice. He's uh he played bass on my solo record and he mixed it. And um but he worked on that he's worked on a couple of chicks records. And he also did the Courtyard Hound stuff, Ooh. which is the sisters like duo thing. Yeah. With, with a killer killer band, oddly freed from the black formerly black crows, played guitar on it. I mean, it's just like it's it's amazing stuff. And then uh, when I made my solo record, a couple of those guys ended up working on my record. So it's it's, it's a weird like through line, you know, like the uh, the DNA of being able to have some of that good mojo, you know. And Adam's just the best guy. Nice. So uh, and and recently he had posted like a review of the record of that landslide was on. It was just he's like, oh yeah, I remember this bad review. It was like a terrible review of that album oh god that that's fucking great that traveling soldier on it that's like the like yeah. one of the best covers yeah i mean mm-hmm. that's like yeah. uh, unbelievable and it just put you right in a put you right in a, a drunken stupor it's one of the saddest songs i've ever heard but so good so good and, and Natalie's voice, you know, um, amazing. I absolutely love her voice. Love her voice. And and I know I brought up Pete Bjorn earlier, but uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of his. I'm not not. Nah, I think he's fine, but uh, he has a song called "The Man" that Natalie sings harmony on. It it's like, it's a good song, and then when she kicks in, it's like, oh yeah, this song's great because oh, I mean, she's such a great singer.
2: Yeah, I will have to look that up. I like that. I, I, yeah, Pete Bjorn, again. One of those things where like I don't. Get mad at it when it when it comes on, but I don't think I'm actively searching out Pete Yorn. But I'll definitely have to look that one up.
3: Say yeah. I'm the same. Like his records are uh, occasionally interesting, but live he's fucking terrible. Oh, terrible! R- terrible. You know Can't who's see.
2: also terrible live? The Wallflowers.
3: I can see that. Yeah,
2: but what? Well, because like they just played like they just played the songs. So there was a week in uh what was in O three. That I saw the wallflowers. And then two days later I saw Bob Dylan. It was insane. Okay. And so like I'm front row and I remember yelling up to, to Jacob, Hey, I'm going to see your dad in a couple of days. Got anything you wanted me to tell him? I don't think you appreciate <laughs> that. But like they played song, clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Played song, clap, 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 like nothing in between. And it was just like, I, the musically not bad, but it's just like, there was no charisma, no energy, no Nothing. Like it was like we play songs, we go off stage, we do nothing in between, like we don't care if you're here or not. And it's like, no, <laughs> and like we were at, I was at the um, not the windshield. It was like the it was in San Francisco, the Winfield, the windshield. Like it was like a. a, a the, not the Warfield. It's Warfield. Warfield. Yes, yeah, so was at the Warfield?
3: Yeah. I, I lived out there for about a year, so, so like I, I know Warf- a couple of venues. So like, it's like a historic
2: place. Yeah. And like, a, my first time there, it's and it's like disappointed.
3: oh that sucks. Yeah. Bob Dylan though killed it. Killed it. Um, I I, I was driving by that at that same I can't remember if it was that venue or not when I was living out there. and Elvis Costello was playing. Ooh. Like, oh, I guess I'm not getting into that show just walking in, yeah, the Warfield is, yeah, it's on Market Street, yep, just checked it out, um then I was at South by Southwest one year, and um my buddy was playing with Hayes Carl, the same guy who produced my solo record and the bluegrass song guy I was telling you about anyway, he um. He was he was playing with Hayes, and then after the uh, Courtyard Hounds played, and it's uh, the the two sisters and the chicks, and Jacob Dylan came up and sang a song with them, and it was it was great. I mean, it was a in a small club at Anton's. So it was it was totally a South by Southwest kind of moment thing. Nice. But what I noticed is it's what I always notice. Everybody's super short. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean I'm tall, but. Jacob Dylan's a, a tiny man. Tiny, I and mean, he's not Beck small, but he's small. Yeah, no,
2: few people are Beck small, but yeah.
3: <laughs> Prince is Beck small, or was yeah. greatest, you know, goat level small. But uh, I, yeah, the the chicks are great. Uh, Natalie's voice is just it's it's dynamic. It's yeah. There's something. It's one of those things where is it the greatest voice? It might be just because of how unique it is, you know. It's like a perspective thing. Agreed. It's yeah.
2: definitely like there's no other voice. You can't point to like, oh, she's kind of like no. Like Natalie is Natalie, and I'm very happy that she's back in our lives with with new music. Even though I was listening to all of her old stuff for <laughs> on loop for a while, so
3: yeah, you're fine with that, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. 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 All well, right. okay. So my final. Are we gonna do five or are we gonna do six? Let's do
2: let's do one more. Let's, 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 this will be both okay. of our so this will be your final,
3: then I'll do one more. Okay. So this one this is one another one. No one no one knows. Um, there's a band that I that I found out about, I don't know, about ten years ago called The Deep Vibration. Deep Vibration, they got their name from a Lou Reed lyric or something like that. Uh, Southern Boys, and they have a song called I Was Cruel. And it was covered recently, not recently, recently enough in the last decade by uh, a female singer named Caitlin Rose. And her mother is a songwriter in Nashville and has kind of done like written songs for Taylor Swift and people like that. So uh, but Caitlin on in her own right is a great songwriter. But this just happens to be a cover that's just incredible.
2: Awesome. I'm looking forward to this. So um, let's go with I Was Cruel by Missa Caitlin Rose. <laughs> I really dig that
3: i really and dig that that's nice she's awesome man and yeah. i think she just started like a radio show on some station recently uh great great record this is called the stand-in the okay. album's called the stand-in and i you know it's like very me specific a buddy of mine uh, an old guitar player friend of mine he's like oh yeah you should check out caitlin rose Like, really yeah he's like yeah, the guys in the Deep Vibration back her on a couple of the guys in the Deep Vibration back her. Like, oh fuck, well, I like that band a lot. I mean, it was a band that he and I really bonded over, and uh, like it's killer. That's, that no, record's awesome. I yeah. really
2: like that a lot. Um That's awesome. Like, so I think what we'll do is we'll go out on the the, the last song I have. So. If people want to get uh, involved with, with all of your projects and with you, like like we'll do our plugs here. So, how do people find you? How do people get involved with your projects? Like, let's run all that awesome information down.
3: Um, well, uh, I have uh, my website's com. I'm not really doing anything with it. Um, you know, COVID kind of took the starch out of a lot of stuff, but I'm working on things. It's just not up. Um, and then Twitter, at Kevin J Aldridge, um, watch me say dumb shit, and then um, you know I'm working on music, but I haven't really released anything. So I don't know. I don't, I don't. I really don't know what to say. It's like, I uh, mean, if people want to listen to on? your music, like where do, where can we find your music? Uh, you can find it uh, at Spotify, Apple Music, any of the regular. You know, sources, and it's Kevin Aldridge or Kevin Aldridge and the appraisers, uh, my former band, Chatterton. So, yeah, I mean, it's all out there. Uh, Hopefully going to have something, you know, in the next, I'd like to say six months. We've got a lot of things that are about, I don't know, 60 to 70 percent done, but I'm not really in a hurry to release it. You know, that's that that's kind of the thing. So we'll see. You
2: know, all right. Well, well definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I uh, when I um got my hat and you also sent some CDs up, like I, I really dig your music. And like I like I said at the jump, like all of the little jingles you do for myself and other podcasts, like I just like your music. I like the creativity you have and your voice. So I definitely I
3: really I really, really appreciate it, man. And and actually I have an idea. If you don't have a theme song coming up, I've got a really Interesting. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you. So,
2: like, I'm I am always like I've been looking for a theme song. Like, I I had my little bump in the beginning, but I had no theme song, so it's felt weird since every other podcast I've had has had a Kevin Aldridge theme song. I don't, but I never wanted to suppose. But oh, oh, we are we have a guitar here, folks.
3: We are. I don't mean I don't think it would be like anything like this. But I've got an idea. I've got an idea of a like a kind of a girl. I call it the girl group. Girl group drumbeat, okay, thing where it's like, you know, one of those things. I, so we'll see.
2: I'm down with that. I'm <laughs> so down with that. That makes my that makes me so happy. Um, so if you want to listen to this, uh, uh, listen to this podcast. You're doing that. That's a weird thing to say. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, we're at Biff Radio on Twitter, uh, Biff Radio One, uh, one on Instagram. Go to com to listen to and find out information about all of our different podcasts, the draft podcast. Why Do We Ever Meet, Flow & Tell, U uh, Wrestling with Five uh, five Star Review, Schoolboy roundup. New Jabroni Pro Wrestling, the new podcast to the game, Locals Barber Shop, JabroniU.threadless.com, all of our merch, please buy that. And, uh, yeah, so next week, so this will be coming out, the following week, we're gonna go back to our Bare Naked Ladies series, and we're gonna tackle one of my—I uh, love all the albums, but the second album in the Bare Naked Ladies co- catalog. Maybe you should drive some, some, just some standards, some great hits from that record. So we will be looking for that next Friday. Uh, so we're gonna go out on one of my favorite covers. I had to throw some ska in there because I'm a ska I'm type man, and so I had to throw in a little bit of one of my favorite ska bands that I wish did more. It's a band called Save Ferris and it's Come On Eileen. So that's how we're going to go out this Uh, week. So Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been such an amazing episode. I'm so, so happy how this episode turned out and this this is awesome. All right, here we go. Come On Eileen.
6: I pulled back the hood And I was talking to you And I knew that it would be A lifelong thing But I didn't know then we we could break a silver lining, and I'm so sad. Like a good book, I can't put this day back. A sort of fairy tale with you. I saw sort of fairy tale with you. The things he said that day up on the 101, the girl had come undone. I tried to downplay it with a bit about us. You said that you'd take it as long as I could. I cannot raise. it.